The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
Get out from everything in slow motion. I'm Dave Hawkins, and you've tuned in The Antidote, heard on Trent Radio 92.7 FM, CFFF Peterborough. I'm often really put off by the lack of artistic merit in much of the music that's now being produced. So when an artist records something significantly different, it really stands out, and that's exactly the kind of artist whom we'll be looking at on this episode of The Antidote. We speak with Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion, whose debut full-length Phoenix release just yesterday. And I also spent some time in conversation with Shane just a few days ago, discussing both his past work with the group Hands and his new solo effort. And of course, you're going to be hearing a number of tracks from the new album. So listen in. The Antidote has a special guest for tonight, Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. Thanks for coming on The Antidote, Shane. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I guess to bring the music of everything in slow motion into context, we really need to look at your past music. You were the frontman of Hands, and the band released a trio of really killer albums, The Sounds of Earth, Creator, and Give Me Rest. But then Hands decided to call it quits. Now, was that a difficult decision for the band? Um... I don't know. I've I've been in bands that have ended before, I guess. And when we kind of decided to stop, it wasn't really a big deal. Like, we just kind of called each other and was like, hey, so uh, maybe it's time we wrap it up. <laughs> and I remember Josh being like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a big sit down, have a band meeting thing. It wasn't arguing anything. You know, I, I don't feel like we drove that project into the ground. I feel like we almost quit at its peak, honestly. Because Give Me Rest saw more success than any of our other albums. And by that time, we had already pretty much packed it in, you know. It was easy to do. We just kind of knew it was time to, to be done touring and just things going on at home and families and stuff we wanted to attend to more than being on the road. And then decided to put out one more album and then... Um, uh, we just kind of went out that way, I guess, until we officially started these other projects. So, I don't know, it, was, it seemed natural and like it was time.
Jane Oshner's previous band, Hands with Cube. But I suppose finishing up with Hands gave you the opportunity to begin your new project, Everything in Slow Motion. Oh, yeah. It was definitely the green light for all of that. I just felt like it was just awesome to go downstairs and put on my headphones and just write. You know, whatever I was feeling at that time, whatever I wanted to hear at that time, I could just make it happen. You know, I, I didn't have any intentions of doing that on a label or doing what this is right now. I, I was just going to release it on my own, and things just kind of happens. Kind of cool. So just to clarify, that means everything in slow motion is a solo effort. Uh, yeah, it is. Just old me in the basement with some headphones. <laughs> Didn't you find that difficult going solo? I mean, I think many artists would find it sort of overwhelming with not having other band members for support. No, it was good. I mean, I just, I guess if you go to the base of everything, I just, I love writing music. And I've always been that way. And, and, you know, in any band I've ever played in, I've always kind of taken on that role of leading the the writing process. You know what I mean? And luckily with hands... um, our drummer josh you know him and i worked a lot on all of that hand stuff together which was great you know but we understood each other so well we could almost predict each other's moves (laughs) i don't know i just i've always really enjoyed doing that playing bass guitar drums writing lyrics doing vocals it's fun and it's cool to get in the studio and record you know it's definitely fun to play with other people and to write with other people but For this specific project, this just works, I guess, and it it doesn't freak me out and it doesn't uh, feel overwhelming or anything. It just feels like got this kind of tune in my head and and I want to make it real. I don't know. That's kind of how it happens, I guess. And you're able to do all of this and have a two-year-old. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts, too. So (laughs) the way I operate with that, because my day is swamped. I've got a two-year-old, but now I also have another daughter. Uh, She's like three months old. So at night, as soon as everyone goes to bed and and it's quiet, I'll just kind of disappear into the the room in front of the computer with my guitar and and, uh, and I'll just write from like, you know, 11 o'clock at night to three in the morning and and then go to bed and my day starts again at 7 a.m. You sacrifice sleep, but, you know, for me, that's the the most calming part of my day, you know, where I, I just kind of put the headphones on and just write and record and it's awesome it's peaceful and it's worth you know losing a few hours of sleep so but worth it it's my passion
from everything in slow motion's new album phoenix came the song poison last year you released your two-track red ep mm-hmm. what about that ep were you testing the waters to see how everything in slow motion would be responded to or why just do a two-track yeah I think you nailed it, yeah. At the time, I I had started writing a full length, and I just had those two songs done. That was it. When I started doing that, I'd kind of had the idea in my head of, I'm going to launch this new project. I'm going to record a record, and I'm just going to put it on iTunes by myself. And uh, I don't care if I sell two copies or eight copies or 100 copies. Uh, I had these two songs demoed out, and at that point, I contacted Jason at Facedown because, you know, with hands, just because the band is done doesn't necessarily mean that the the contract is just over. And he was just kind of interested right away and was like, well, what do you got, you know? And uh, he's like, do you have anything that I could hear? And I was like, well, I've got like two demo tracks. <laughs> He's like, send it over. So I sent him over those two demos. They didn't have vocals or anything. They were just garage band demos that I'd done in, in the basement. And um, and he just said, well, if you want to put this out on your uh, on your own, that's that's cool. But if you want me to put it out, I'd love to. And I was just blown away. You know, I was driving at the time, and I remember I almost catch my breath because I couldn't understand why uh, why someone would do that um, other than just for the love of music. And and that's exactly what Jason is, and, that, and that's what Face Down is, is, is those people legitimately love putting out music. We just kind of talked and, and decided, instead of waiting for a full length, hey, let's just launch these two songs, let's, let's put it on a 7-inch and um, see what happens. So we did that, and it was awesome. The response to Red was great and very unexpected, you know. It kind of set everything into motion with this full length, you know, like, okay, well, let's do it. Let's do this full length. And so um, I started writing, you know, right away for that. And instead of including those two songs in that process, I just started over from scratch. Um, So that way there'd be a brand new album and there wouldn't be two songs on there that have already been released because I kind of hate it when when that happens. So yeah, it started fresh, and that EP was it was cool, man. It, it was definitely the thing that kind of said, "Hey, here's this new project." Just ended at the end. 
That was the song that brought EISM to my attention. Talking about the recording process, but obviously you're describing the new release, your debut release, I guess, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. which is coming out December 10th. It has some similarities to the music of Hands, but it isn't Hands Part 2, is it? No, it's different, you know, and I gotta be honest, like, I really think if Hands would have kept going, that this would probably be pretty similar to where we were headed. You know, it, it was cool because I, I feel like having started fresh, I think just had it in my head to like, well, I'm just gonna just do whatever, you know. <laughs> so, um, when we were doing the hand stuff, we did that too, where we were just like, well, we're just gonna do whatever, and if people like it, they like it, and if they don't, they don't. It's not a big deal. But I feel like that was kind of taken to the next level with this. This is a new project, you know what I mean? And if I want to sing more, then I'm going to sing more. (laughs) And uh, things like that. And um, does this album have to have, you know, a couple really heavy songs on it uh, to kind of keep it um, within this little hardcore metal community? And no, it doesn't. You know what I mean? It, It is what it is. Like a calm stream that turns into rapids and back again comes the song Remember No More from Everything in Slow Motion.
Oh, Speak, the track with Christian from Blindside, it just rocks, you know? It's got really cool kind of riff in it, and it feels good. And then his vocals are so awesome on that song, so it's cool. I really, really do. I love all of them. They, they all have their own character. I feel like none of them blend in with each other a whole lot. Um, they all kind of bring their own thing. You know, when you're listening from front to back, you know, that 50 minutes blows by pretty fast, and that's a good thing. You're never sure what to expect on the next track. Yeah, yeah, it, it always changes. It, it keeps your attention. You mentioned about having Christian Linscog from Blindside on speak. How did you ever tag somebody like that to be on your song? I've always been a big fan of Blindside, and Christian's vocals were so inspiring to me when I was just kind of getting into doing vocals. And uh, I just feel like his voice is so standout. When you hear his voice, you know it's him. You know what I mean? He's got a really cool tone and and character about his voice. And uh, his lyrics are always so good. And, you know, I was just mega inspired by him. It's always kind of been like, you know, on my mind, like, oh, just it'd be so awesome to work with them. But it, it never seemed like a possibility. I don't know how it necessarily came up. I think Jason and I from Face Down, we were just talking one day. And I remember when I had the, the demo for Speak tracked, I was listening to it. And I'm just like, holy cow, like he, he's the first person that came to mind when I'm like, man, having him sing on this song would be great because that song almost has kind of like a blind side feel to it and uh he came to mind right away and i just asked jason i was like i have no idea how to get a hold of him but hey you know sonny from pod so maybe he knows basically what happened is jason reached out to sonny who then reached out to an old manager who then got a hold of christian it must have taken a month for us to get word that he had even gotten our message (laughs) We thought it was kind of a lost cause. And all of a sudden, Jason had an email from Christian one day that said, Hey, I heard you were trying to get a hold of me. Um, we, um, Hi, Arbor. She's here. Uh, <laughs> she's here. She, she's a help. Um, she's feeding the dog. Hey, can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> all right. Um, we just started talking, and, and um, eventually we uh, did the Skype thing. And just talked about the song and the idea and, and really kind of got to know each other. And I said, hey, this part here is kind of what I'm thinking for a chorus idea. But ultimately, you do your thing, man. Like, you write the lyrics. You put on there whatever you want. You have free reign. Like, And he was seriously one of the most like humble, cool, uh, good-hearted people I've ever met. You know, eventually, when it got down to recording, I remember waking up and seeing the email on my on my phone with his vocal track. And that's a microphone. That is a microphone. Anyways, I listened to the track and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is perfect!" Because he nailed it. He nailed the song. Perfect. It was exactly what I was hoping for. And then obviously the nostalgia kind of hit too, <laughs> where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like this." guy is sharing a song with me and it was such a cool such a cool thing yeah never expected it to happen um but he's just a dude you know he's he's not that far out of reach from from anybody yeah it was cool
speak with the distinctive vocals of Blindside's Christian Linscog. I really, really love the song Numbers. I really like just the slow tempo, like, you know, big fuzzy kind of stuff. And everything uh, about that song defines the music that I'd love to listen to and that I'm most inspired by. 
I love it. I think that might be my favorite one of the whole record.
a week ago I had a group of musicians staying over and we were talking about new music and I played most days. Mm-hmm. As it ended, one of the band members says, that's a perfect song. And I got to admit, everyone, myself included, agreed. Because I mean, <laughs> most days is really a tremendous song. Thank you. Fill us in on how you formed the song, like both lyrically and musically, because it is unusual. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, most days, it's funny, you know, musically, it was the first one I'd, I'd written for this album. And uh, basically, like, it was a total sleeper. Because after I recorded and demoed out the rest of the songs throughout the year, that one became my least favorite. And maybe it was just because, oh, it's the first one I wrote. I really didn't see it being anything special on the album. Even when we recorded the music, in comparison to all the other songs, I was just like, yeah, it's cool, you know, but it's it's going to be a track seven wherever I can kind of bury it in the album. Dude, when we started tracking vocals for that song, the second I sang that first line, like we stopped and I had Josh, the engineer, play it back. And both of us just looked at each other like, this is it, man. Like, this is awesome. You know, all of a sudden with that vocal line on it, it instantly became one of my favorites to where I'm like, wow, I did not see that coming. That is one of my favorites, oddly enough. It just took it being fully recorded for me to really realize it. Well, musically, the song grows. It just kind of builds. It starts really small and it gets really big. And I think that's kind of a style that I really like doing. Lyrically, man, that was one of the last songs that I wrote lyrics to. I really didn't touch the lyrics until the way to Kansas City to record vocals. And I remember being in the car, and I'd been driving for seven hours and still had two hours to go. (laughs) It was like five in the morning, and I was like, okay, I've got two hours to do this. Eventually, I got to the point where I was—I started thinking about, you know, some experiences I had, I guess, when I was uh, late teenage years, I guess. Like, I just—I had a lot of problems with kind of just getting into things that I shouldn't have been into, and— I remember at the time I was a I was still a front man for a Christian band, you know, local hardcore band, and uh, I was getting up there and talking about Jesus and how you should give your life to Him, and I'd do all that, and then I'd walk out of the back of the venue and go stay the night at my girlfriend's house. And that barely scratched the surface of those years, but I remember constantly trying to hide who I was because everyone else around me, my friends, my family, they they knew me as this God-loving, really cool dude that probably didn't have a bad bone in his body, (laughs) you know? But feeling this addiction to worldly things, I just could never shake it. And it just sucked, man. And I I just remember having so many times where I'd be like, God, please, like, you know, what's it going to take to get me out of this? It just seemed like it would never end. You know, whether you're addicted to drugs or pornography or whatever there's so many things that people can be addicted to this song is kind of about that for me i I felt like god was the only one that could pull me out of that because i certainly couldn't help myself you know it obviously ends with only you can save me and that line i I struggled with i didn't want to put it on there because i felt like it was kind of cheesy and kind of overused and stereotypical you know there's no other way to say it because that's what it was like god pulled me out of that I, i didn't pull myself out of it Because I feel like when you hear that song, I'm just hoping that it'll spark something with those people that are going through the same kind of issues and 
maybe it'll help them out. That's my hope for that song. And that, that's kind of my hope for the whole album, you know, is that you know, I, I can take experiences like that and hopefully someone can relate to them and will ultimately help them out.
without a doubt, that is the greatest single of 2013. Most days from everything in slow motion. Musically, I always visualize that track as sort of climbing a steep hill and reaching the peak and then you're dropping off the far side as the last couple of soft notes are played. So if you're still hunting for gift ideas, I think I've got a solution. Just buy everybody you know a copy of the Phoenix album. If you want to hear some past episodes of The Antidote, you can just head over to our website, theantidoteradio.com. You can also hunt out the podcast on iTunes. And if you want to hear the complete 30-minute long interview with Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion, it's also available on the website. Now, since The Antidote features artists who share a Christian worldview in their music, couldn't be more appropriate than uh, by sharing some Christian favorites from those artists next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Now, some of the songs are going to be traditional, some are going to have a more unusual style, and others are just simply personal favorites of mine. But you're going to have to tune in for a fun night of Christmas tunes next Wednesday at 9. Well, it's about time to close up the antidote with a goodbye to Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion, and then the song You Are. See you next week. So come December 10th, where does everybody get to pick up your album? Digitally, you can get it anywhere. Anywhere you can buy music digitally, there it is. You know, iTunes, Amazon, whatever. But if you're wanting vinyl or a physical copy, which I'd recommend because I think it's just way cooler, the best place for that uh, would be to, to pick it up off of the Face Down Records website. So in their merch store, they've got all that stuff. They've got the vinyl and the t-shirts and hoodies and all sorts of cool stuff. So you won't have a problem finding it, that's for sure. We've been speaking with Shane of Everything in Slow Motion. Yeah. Shane, seriously, it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I, I Seriously, it, it's awesome. Burning!